Welcome to Relevant Risk from the Friar Price Risk Management Center of Excellence, presenting conversations and analysis about risk and risk management for food and agriculture supply chain decision makers, from farmers to consumers and everyone in between. This is Relevant Risk. Hello, this is John Anderson, director of the Fryer Center for Price Risk Management at the University of Arkansas, here with another Relevant Risk podcast. And uh, kind of a special day for the podcast. We have a, uh, a first-time guest, Hunter Byram, is a new assistant professor uh, at the University of Arkansas uh, with an extension appointment working out of the Little Rock State office. Hunter, how are you today? I'm doing great, John. How are you? I'm good. Well, it's good to have you on the podcast. I appreciate you joining us here. And... Uh, Hunter, your background, you've got a, a, a very diverse background, but one of the things that you have particular expertise in is crop insurance. Is that right? That's right. I have uh, done a lot of work in crop insurance uh, uh, where uh, I was schooled by Keith Coble at Mississippi State, and uh, I guess I was a glut for punishment, so then I went to Kansas State and worked with Jesse Tech. So, uh, Yeah, both very good friends of mine and both outstanding ag economists doing a lot of good work on uh on risk generally and uh, and policy as well as far as that goes which we'll have you on to talk about policy at another day uh, but we want to talk about crop insurance today and this is something that we've talked about quite a bit uh, at the Friar Center uh, very important risk management tool uh, and something that I think uh, we are working very hard to figure out how to make crop insurance work to maximum effect for the producers in Arkansas and really across the Mid-South. And, uh, you know, I think most people are really familiar with the basic crop insurance products. I mean, you've got the classic yield protection product that protects against losses in yield. You've got uh, the revenue products, revenue protection and revenue protection with harvest price exclusion that, that add a price risk component to the insurance product. And, and those are kind of, the, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think those are kind of the bread and butter products that most people That's think right. of when they think of Very crop mainstream. insurance. Very mainstream, right. at least in terms of row crop production. What we want to talk about today is a little bit different product. And one that I think uh, maybe more of our listeners, more of our stakeholders in the state are, are, are certainly less familiar with a newer product, and that's a margin protection product. So give us a brief overview of what margin protection insurance is. That's right. So uh, I'm glad that you broke down the yield protection to revenue protection. Uh, that's kind of first gen, second gen, if you want to think about uh, in terms of the rollout of crop insurance uh, products. But uh, margin protection is going to be, I guess, more of a third gen where we're going to think about prices, yields, but also cost. And so uh, importantly with margin protection, I just, I just want to be up front and say that this is uh, a county level product. So it's an area product. It is an area product. So area yields will be used uh, on the yield side. Projected prices will be used just like they would be for revenue protection. And then there, there's going to be a county level cost that's going to be, de- that will be determined um, based on uh County level costs with chemicals, with fertilizer, fuel, interest rates even are factored into this calculation. So the important thing about area products is with with the revenue product you just mentioned, the cost side is not an individual producer's cost. So it's not like they're going to look at... You're not going to show your receipts for what you spent right. for diesel RMA and fertilizer. No effort to try to figure out a farm level cost. So there are some assumptions about physical use and then some aggregate prices are applied to that and that's how the margin is determined it's kind of a, a, a almost like an index concept that that's right okay that's right 
And the other thing that's important about an area product is that triggers are different for an area product. That's right. So say something, say say a little bit if you would about uh, about uh, the trigger concept with insurance. What what it means when a when a product triggers, and then specifically, how does a county level margin product trigger? Right. So we'll start with uh, yield protection insurance and the yield trigger. So, you know, with yield protection insurance, there will be a coverage level that's chosen and it will be multiplied by some expected yield, uh, which will be based on a yield history. of So it'll be an average of uh, farm level yields. Um, The actual production history or APH for people that are familiar with the product. That's right. The APH. And then there will be some price that will be multiplied by that yield times that coverage level. So whenever your yield essentially drops below that uh, that yield guarantee, there will be a payment that will get you essentially up to whatever that yield guarantee was, uh, independent of price revenue. Uh, very straightforward. The, there, there will be prices and yields times a coverage level. So expected price, expected yield times that coverage level to get you your liability, that guaranteed revenue. And then uh, if, uh, if your farm level revenue falls below that guarantee, there will be a payment that will get you, that, that will essentially get a producer revenue up to whatever that guarantee is with margin with the margin protection insurance there will be a margin guarantee so there's going to be some expected operating operating margin that will be uh, calculated where we're going to have the county level yields we're going to have that projected price that I mentioned earlier and then we're going to have some county level cost that will also be considered. So it's all about protecting that difference in revenue and operating costs. And so that's going to be that margin. So those coverage levels, I've been mentioning coverage levels for yield and revenue protection. There are coverage levels for margin protection as well that go from 70 to 95% and 5% increments. So uh, if you buy 95% uh, margin protection plan and the margin, your margin falls below the 95%, you will get a payment that will get you up to your margin that would have been 95% of whatever that expected margin would have been. Up to that county margin. Up to the county margin, that's right. Yeah, and that's a higher coverage level than is available on individual products. That's right, that's right, which makes it kind of unique. But for area products, they tend to have those higher coverage levels. The the individual, more mainstream products that that we're talking about with yield protection, revenue protection, they range from uh, the 50 to 85% uh, in 5% increments. Right. So a little higher level of protection, which I think makes sense, uh, given that you don't expect your individual experience to exactly match the county experience. And so that additional flexibility and coverage level maybe helps helps people adjust to that to some extent. Right. And it's all about the well, there's this idea that we talk about called basis risk. So how how do how does your farm uh, more or less perform relative to the county average? And so depending on what the perception of basis risk is so more basis risk would mean what what happens on your farm is way different than what's happening everywhere else around you in the county right. so if you, if you if you perceive high perceive high basis risk it could be a good idea to go ahead and wrap around your individual plan with that uh, uh area yield plan so these can be purchased in conjunction with one individual and this area margin that's can right be- purchased together. It's not an either or decision. That's right. March protection is a can be a standalone or it can be um, bought with your individual plan of insurance. Okay. So somebody might buy a 75% coverage individual policy and a 90% coverage margin policy at the county right. level at the same time. That's right. 
Okay, very good. So let's talk about crops a little bit. Now, obviously, the yield protection, revenue protection, those products are available on all of the major row crops in every county. The margin protection is not that widely available. That's right. At least in terms of crops. That's right. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about our Arkansas for 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 the moment. Uh, it uh, margin protection is only available for rice in Arkansas. So there is not there's no coverage available for margin protection for corn and soybeans or wheat uh, or cotton. It's only going to be for rice in Arkansas, uh, as well as parts of the Mississippi Delta and northern Louisiana and southeast Texas. Okay. In other states, there are other margin products available, but in Arkansas, we're talking about rice. Just rice alone. So in the upper Midwest, you're going to see corn and soybean coverage, uh, and very far north in the northeast, you're going to see wheat coverage. Okay. But this is not a pilot project anymore. We're past the pilot project, is, pro, the pilot product stage with this. That's right. It is administered by RMA, and the premiums are subsidized. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the components of cost. I don't know how much detail we can get into here, Hunter, but uh, you mentioned margin and, and obviously and, and specific to the rice industry. We have talked a lot this year about cost of production because it was a really high cost of production year, you know, really even going back into 2021 when uh, when fertilizer prices really started to take off. Uh, but between fertilizer and fuel primarily, we've been really concerned about margins specific to rice because it is a fairly input-intensive crop. So this margin protection program is, uh, is, is certainly timely, and, and the focus on rice certainly makes sense uh, in Arkansas. But what can you tell us about the components of, of cost in that margin? What, what is included in the, at least the major blocks? So the major blocks, uh, from my understanding, there's a – more of a fixed cost side of things, even though it's not fixed in the sense that we would think about it. But in that portion, their uh, uh, chemicals uh, such as pesticides and fuel expenses are going to be factored into that portion. Then there's more of what they call the the variable side. Uh, and so in that portion, you're going to get your, your NP and K uh, costs are going to be factored in on that side of things. And they also try to account for interest rates. So, you know, your operating loan, they try to account for the cost of your okay. operating loan. Which will certainly be more important next year than it has been for Absolutely. the last several years. No, you got that right. Yeah, interest rates are definitely on the rise. And I think another thing that's important here with the cost side of things is that just in the region that we're talking about uh, with Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, and Rice, those cost regions, there are three different ones just amongst those states. In Arkansas, we are in the cost region one. So if you ever go to margeprotection.com, which has a ton of documentation, and, you're, and you want to see what those costs look like, you want to look at cost region number one. Uh, then as you go into Mississippi, Louisiana, you're going to look at cost region three or two, and then uh, over in Texas. This might be cost region number three. Okay. So there is some uh, some attempt to account for differences in production practices primarily is That's what right. that would be. That's right. So, again, this is an area product. So, yeah, there will be a county trigger. But those costs are going to vary based on what region of the country you're in. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think the issue with, with area products uh, – and there have been some area products over the years. I mean, I'm thinking back to the group risk income protection. The old GRIP program was a, was an area program. Uh, you know, the trade-offs around area program, they tend to be uh, uh, lower cost because they're much easier to administer. 
you know, just the data collection, for instance. You're not you're not having to gather individual data and make individual adjustments. Nobody's got to come out to the farm to do an adjustment. So in terms of overhead, they're they're pretty low cost, and that's reflected in the premiums. Uh, the downside of that is you're not getting individual coverage. So your individual experience, you talked about basis risk, your individual experience might diverge from the area experience. Uh, but it also addresses the criticism of the moral hazard aspect. The, exactly. And the elaborate that on that a little bit. Give a definition of that and elaborate that on, on that a little bit because that is a really important advantage of, of area products. Right. So uh, moral hazard essentially is going to mean that Upon purchasing insurance, it will alter a producer's behavior and it will be the behavior will be more adverse. So maybe they maybe there there may be a uh, uh, they may apply less pesticides or they may over apply fertilizer for whatever reason. But anyway, the, there will be adverse practices that happen that will increase the chances, increase the probability of getting an insurance indemnity. So that's the moral hazard aspect of insurance. So the analogy would be uh, somebody who buys car insurance might drive more recklessly because they have car insurance. That's right, because they're they're trying to get that indemnity. Uh, Of course, for cars, I'll tell you what, that has to be a huge indemnity (laughs) to (laughs) to, to, want to trigger that. Uh, But yes, that is the idea. Yeah. And and, uh, yeah, area products really obviate the problem, right, common aggregate- problem, moral hazard is a common problem in any conversation right. of insurance. And That's so right. area products really get around that. By aggregating across all of those Because farms. individual behavior doesn't affect the trigger. That's right. Yeah. Not one person's behavior will affect what that county level trigger will be. Now, if they all act together, we have a different story, but that hardly <laughs> is the case, at least right. from what we've seen. Right. So that design, those area designs uh, are attractive from that standpoint. But again, you accept the basis risk with that. So lower cost, uh, ease of administration, uh, but less precise coverage. And uh, I think as long as people are aware of that going in, these can be effective products. That's right. So is there anything far- a farmer could do on the front end to, to have to have uh, maybe a more informed expectation of how their experience might line up with the county? Or is this just something, you know, you get it and you see how it works for a couple of years and then you decide? Or is there anything on the front end that you can do to, to see kind of what that basis risk situation might be? In terms of what maybe a farm level cost would be relative to right. that county level cost? Exactly. You know, I uh, I don't know for sure. I think that's a really good question. I, I'm not sure if there's a... If there's a way to, I mean, like I said, there are the cost regions that are published on right. the margin protection. I mean, for for uh, for 2022, they do have those costs uh, published. So yeah. uh, you as a producer, for producers that are listening, look at your budgets and look at how your operation is working and uh, see how you compare to what those yeah. uh uh, what those costs are. And I want to say that they have historical costs as well on that website, but if they don't, I'd be happy to try and dig some of that up and yeah. contact some people. So at a minimum, a farmer could look and see, okay, I, I've got my margin expectation based on my budgeting for next year, and I can see how that relates to the county margin that's projected for this for this that's product. Right. That's right. And then they can see how much basis risk that might be present if maybe their cost is way lower than what that county is. Um, there could be a lot of basis risk there or higher. But I mean, if, if, if the costs line up on the farm uh, well, I guess, or more accurately with what's happening at the county, it could be a good product to consider. And specific to the revenue side, a farm, a farm could know fairly easily how their yields track with county yields. That's right. 
they could. I mean, there's several resources out there. Uh, I know USDA National Ag Stat Service publishes those yields. Uh, I mean, I, I'll be happy to talk to farmers about whatever the county yields that are published are and seeing how maybe the county yields that are calculated compare to their uh, uh, farm level production uh, history and right. so that they can determine on the output side what their basis risk might look like. Okay, so that's uh, an additional tool in the crop insurance world that our rice farmers at least have to manage risk. That's right. It's uh, it's something that is also relatively new to me. I mean, the 2018 Farm Bill really is what formalized the RMA administration of marge protection. Uh, it's, it's a privately developed product uh, from Watson Associates uh, up in the northwest part of the country. Yeah, Montana. Um, Montana, in, right? Mm-hmm, and Watson Montana. Associates is a, is a, a long-time uh, participant in the development of crop insurance products and, and in the evaluation of products, I would say, very familiar with the crop insurance program. And so Watson Associates is a well-known name in the crop insurance world. Yeah. One thing that I do want to note, uh, John, is uh, with with what's uh, with, with the upcoming growing season, uh, you know, I think obviously ask for those producers listening, ask your insurance agent if margin protection is going to be absolutely be, be good for your operation. Uh, but really the perfect storm for margin protection insurance is whenever the expected margins are are wide so that you right. can get a higher guarantee. So there's a lot of money on the table at the beginning of the year, right? There's That's an expectation right. of a of a fat margin. That's right. And so so, Which is probably not going to be the case when we probably look at next not year. next year. Uh, again, talk with your agent. You know what your operation is. Uh, that's really important to know what's going on at, at your farm and talk with your agent about that. But in general, I would say it might not be the best uh, to buy. Now, if you had bought it this past year, I've heard of people getting uh, getting payments on it, and, and it triggered well. Uh, but coming up, we're already in this high input cost environment, uh, but we're also in a high price environment too. So again, it just it just depends on. It, it depends on your operation. Right. Well, and even if there's a small margin to be insured, uh, protecting a small margin uh, is preferable to sustaining a big loss. That's right. So uh, margins can go below zero <laughs> and, <laughs> and often do in agriculture, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's right. Yeah. Anything else about this product? Not that I can think of. Uh, Did we talk about sales closing date? When, when we do have not. To, when do people Good need question. to make a purchase decision on this? That's right. Sales closing date for this will be February 28th. Okay. Uh, February 28th, you want, you're going to want to make that decision by the end uh, with your agent. Uh, I think something else that's worth mentioning would be the projected price period. Now, this will be the same for margin protection as well as for revenue protection and yield protection. So projected price, I'm talking about the output price. I'm talking about the crop price. Uh, and the projected price discovery period is going to be from January 15th through February 14th. So there will be an average, essentially, of, of what that futures price looks like in so, that time. So the price discovery period is the period of time in which RMA establishes the price expectation for their insurance products that's and right. that's based on uh on harvest time futures contracts on the chicago on the cme that's right so for rice that price discovery period they're they're watching the the daily settlement price on the rough rice futures for november the november rough rice futures and they take the average of that mid-january to mid-february if i got if i explained that well you did a great job okay you nailed so, it so that price discovery period for margin protection is the same as the price discovery period for rp for the revenue protection that's right and okay. same sales closing date as well okay so by mid-february you'll know kind of what the guarantee that's available is and you've got until the end of february then to pull the trigger 
trigger on purchasing the product. That's right. And that's for rice. I do want to note that's for rice. Now, margin protection for corn and soybeans, I know that that doesn't apply to Arkansas, but uh, for those who aren't from Arkansas listening, they have different sales closing. Different, different price discovery period, potentially, and different sales closing date. That's right. And the sales closing for margin protection for corn and soybeans is tomorrow, September 30th. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, doesn't really apply much to the Arkansas producers, uh, but for those growing corn and soybeans in the Midwest, uh, that's going to be September 30th. Okay. So for our rice producers... You got some time. You got some time as we go through. Of course, our rice producers are are, are many, as, as we're recording this, probably still trying to wrap up the 2022 crop. (laughs) Uh, So they're a little preoccupied right now for the most part. But when we get that out of the way and uh, we get into our normal winter activity of uh, uh, planning next year's rotations and plantings and uh, putting budgets together and arranging financing, that's the time to be evaluating the risk management decision and uh, and uh, maybe exploring this as a potential because it is it is an additional tool that our rice farmers have access to. That's absolutely yeah, that's right, and it's really important for rice. You know, it, as you mentioned, it's uh, very uh, input uh, intensive, and we know that this summer we saw drought and we saw fuel prices. We're still seeing fuel prices relatively high for yeah. off farm diesel, and so uh, it's important to account for that. Uh, more specifically for rice, uh, just because it's so input intensive. So to be able to uh, have that margin protected uh, with rice, I think, is a very valuable risk management tool. All right. Hunter, I appreciate you being here. For you listeners, if you have more questions about this, Hunter is uh, our extension economist uh, in the Little Rock State office, and he's happy to take questions and, uh, and, and very responsive to that, uh, as are, are we here at the Friar Center. So uh, an, another option to explore uh, as you think about risk management on rice, which is really an important topic in Arkansas. So, Hunter, thank you for being with us. Uh, we will have you back again to talk about uh, crop insurance and uh, and probably some farm bill stuff here in the not too oh, distant man. future. Buckle up, buddy. Yeah, yeah, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter is uh, Hunter is also our uh, uh, one of our I would say one of our resident farm bill experts, and so uh, uh, we are not far from the time when that will be a hot topic of conversation. So, Hunter, I'll keep you uh, you you will certainly be on our rotation to come back and talk to us about that. Well, that sounds like so much fun, and I, I appreciate you having me on the having me on the podcast today i will have one parting thought and that is i have written up a fact sheet a U of a division of agricultural fact sheet on margin protection insurance uh, so if you're interested in uh, having something to read and look at for reference i'd be happy to share that with you it's also on the division website and i'm sure we could probably get that on the friar center website we will as absolutely well. post that on the friar center website on our publications page and it will be available also on uaex.edu so uh, you can search that pretty easily, but we will definitely get that on the Friar Center page. So I appreciate that, uh, and that is an excellent fact sheet, by the way. So very informative for anybody who's looking for some good basic information about crop insurance in Arkansas. Hunter's produced a really good resource there. So uh, that's a good parting thought. With that, uh, I will again note that this is the Relevant Risk Podcast from the Friar Center for Price Risk Management. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Risk Podcast, a production of the Fryer Price Risk Management Center of Excellence in the Department of Agricultural Economics and Agribusiness within the University of Arkansas system. The Fryer Price Risk Management Center of Excellence carries out teaching activities through the Dale Bumpers College of Agricultural Food and Life Sciences at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville and research and extension activities through the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. 
Visit friar-risk-center.uada.edu for more information. Thanks for listening.